This is My Child Will Thrive, and I'm your host, Tara Hunkin, nutritional therapy practitioner, certified GAPS practitioner, restorative wellness practitioner, and mother. I'm thrilled to share with you the latest information, tips, resources, and tools to help you on the path to recovery for your child with ADHD, autism, sensory processing disorder, or learning disabilities. My own experiences with my daughter, combined with as much training as I can get my hands on, research I can dig into, and conferences I can attend, have helped me to develop systems and tools for parents like you who feel overwhelmed trying to help their children. So sit back as I share another great topic to help you on your journey. It's episode 20 of the My Child Will Thrive podcast, and here's what's coming up. Today in the summit, I have with me Dr. Nicholas Dogris. Dr. Dogris is a PhD and a full-time licensed psychologist working in private practice in California. He is BCIA board certified in neurofeedback and has over 12 years experience in the field. He is also the inventor and founder of Neurofield, which is a form of neurofeedback technology. Dr. Dogris is trained in the assessment, diagnosis, and psychological treatment of adults, adolescents, and children. He has over 18 years experience in the mental health field and has worked with diverse populations to include people with chronic mental illness, developmental disorders, and geriatric disorders, including Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Dr. Dogris is also trained in individual family therapy, cognitive behavioral and psychodynamic treatment modalities, in addition to QEEG, EEG neurofeedback, low energy neurofeedback system, otherwise known as LENS, hypnosis, EMDR, voice therapy, and court-mandated treatment of domestic violence, as well as play therapy. Dr. Dogris graduated with his PhD from California School of Professional Psychology and holds two master's degrees in clinical re- and research psychology. During his doctoral training, Dr. Dogris was trained in a hybrid clinical program that focuses on traditional psychological teachings along with medical training in an effort to prepare him to become a prescribing psychologist. However, he did not pursue becoming a prescribing psychologist upon graduating because it was his opinion that neurofeedback was a much more effective and long-term treatment for a large spectrum of mental health challenges. In this interview today with Dr. Dogris, you're going to learn all about the technology he developed for Neurofield. You're gonna learn about how EEG brain maps demonstrate why children with ASD have sensory overload, how the EEG brain map explains why symptoms like stimming, distractibility, and others are an adaptive response, how targeted low-level electromagnetic stimulation can train the brain to generate this low frequency that they're missing, how Neurofield uses a combination of low-level electromagnetic stimulation and neurofeedback to retrain the brain and calm the sensory overload, and why you need to combine neurofeedback and low-level electromagnetic stimulation with other therapies. It's not a quick fix. And he's going to give you examples of children who have benefited from utilizing the approach of Neurofield to retraining the brain. So join me as we walk through another option for neurofeedback with your child. Before we get started today with today's interviews, I want to remind you that the information provided on in the interviews and on the website 
of the Autism, ADHD, and Sensory Processing Disorder Summit is for information and educational purposes only. It's not intended to diagnose or treat your child and is not a substitute for working with a qualified practitioner. There are many gifted, passionate, and knowledgeable practitioners with hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours of clinical experience. Part of our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools you need to effectively advocate for your child. No one knows your child better than you. No one knows your child's history and can better judge what's normal and abnormal for your child better than you. The greatest success in recovery comes with a parent being informed and asking the right questions and making the best decisions for their child in coordination with a team of qualified practitioners in their different areas of specialty. Now let's get on with the interviews. I think a lot of parents find that fascinating because of course you just described most of the children of the, of the parents that are listening right now. They almost all have sensory, some kind of sensory challenges and, uh, and how that presents might vary, but uh, it's fascinating to hear how you can actually uh, objectively look at the, the brain and, and see exactly why this is happening. Yeah, um, it's, it, it makes a big difference on how you actually approach these kids, and you can avo- avoid misdiagnoses because, you know, you look at the behavior flapping or hitting or screaming, and immediately what's plugged into it is pathology. You know, there's something wrong with that person. And really what that is, it's an adaptive response. Mm-hmm. It's a way to shut off the, the incoming information because it's too much. And most people don't understand that. They don't know what it's like to get hit with something that's so intense. And, and the best way I would say is go to bed one night and have somebody come in your room uh, randomly with a bright halogen and just flash it in your eyes immediately. Um, that would be stinging. It would be very uncomfortable. It would be very startling. That's their experience on a day-in and day-out basis. Mm-hmm. So we want this person to, to regulate their behavior, but yet... Um, the information that's coming in is so overwhelming um, that it's really hard to understand what that really means. And so you can plug in all sorts of different diagnoses, which a lot of doctors do inappropriately, and they'll medicate inappropriately. Um, You know, ADHD, you can't pay attention, or oppositional defiance. or I mean, I've I've seen it all over the last 30 years, and and, uh, there's times where I'll say, you've completely missed it. Um, These children have, you know, this kind of issue and this is an adaptive response and as soon as you start to treat it using um, the technology that we've developed and EEG uh, biofeedback you can you can calm down that system Mm -hmm. so that the somatosensory input is not so severe and all of a sudden what you see is a person that becomes more functional Mm -hmm. and actually quite intelligent because now they can pick up information about three times faster than what would be considered normal children Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to watch these kids work. You sit there and say, wow, look at the, how much they remember or what they can do cognitively. They can actually do quite a bit. Um, but it's helping them to regulate that, that, that profile in their brain. Mm-hmm. So in Neurofield, what we do is we, we obtain that information. And then what we do is we apply a, um, a low-level electromagnetic stimulation to the brain. And we can, using the EEG brain map, we can figure out where you don't have enough of slow wave and then actually apply it to that portion of the brain. 
we can give it with electromagnetic. We can also give it with what's called direct current stimulation, where we actually attach electrodes and run current through the system at really, really, really low levels. Mm -hmm. Again, very safe um, and very effective. Mm -hmm. um, that allows the brain to learn how to actually create this slow wave and be able to regulate itself. And so it's very much like physical therapy for the brain, physical therapy with the trainer. Uh, so we show the brain what we want it to do. The brain starts to do it. And what we discovered early on with neurofield technology is the brain will mimic low energy stimulation. And unlike psychiatry that gives real high level stimulation and overwhelms the system, we give very low level information. And we found that you can give it and then the brain actually starts to generate it. Mm -hmm. The way we found that was watching the EEG. And we saw that the EEG would actually start to generate the frequencies we were putting in there. Thanks for listening to the My Child Will Thrive podcast. I'm so passionate about giving you the tools and information you need to help your child. For access to the full interview as part of the Autism, ADHD, and Sensory Processing Disorder Summit, please go to mychildwillthrive.com forward slash summit. This is Tara Hunkin, and I will catch you on the next episode.